Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is, and we continue in hour number now at nine minutes past ten o'clock. Thank you so very much for joining us. It is a Wednesday following Super Thursday, or Tuesday, or I don't know what day it is. Joe Biden, can you tell us what day it is? Come on, Joe. Look, tomorrow is Super Thursday, and I want to thank you all. Yes, yes, tomorrow's Super Thursday, and today is, I don't know what kind of Wednesday, but it's the fourth morning of the third month of the year of our Lord, 2020, and uh, yeah. Joe Biden was rescued yesterday. Joe Biden was not rehabilitated yesterday. Joe Biden was not reconstructed yesterday. Joe Biden was not reconstituted yesterday. Joe Biden was rescued by the Democrat establishment that could not stand to have the idea of a socialist with the label of socialist as its standard bearer as the nominee for president of the United States. And that's exactly why they did what they did to Bernie Sanders. Joining us now with more analysis, the Colonel, Colonel Nathan R. Jessup. No, it's a Colonel Kurt Schlichter, actually. Kurt Schlichter, uh, retired U.S. Army Colonel, now senior columnist at townhall.com and a Los Angeles trial attorney. Colonel Kurt, good to have you back, sir. How are you? You can't handle my truth. <laughs> I, I knew you'd grab onto that. I was going to do the full introduction, uh, commander of the U.S. Ground Forces at Guantanamo Bay. But, uh, Colonel Kurt, so let's talk about your truth. First of all, I want you to react to what I just said. And I quoted our mutual friend, uh, for whom we both fill in as a host of his show, Hugh uh, Hewitt, who uh, tweeted that uh, about an hour ago who said that this was not a rehabilitation of Joe Biden's campaign. He was rescued by the Democrat establishment because they are terrified of having somebody. I don't think they're terrified of a socialist being their, their president or their nominee. I think they're terrified of somebody who calls himself a socialist, which is a big, which is a big uh, difference. All right, look, I, <laughs> I have nothing to add. It's absolutely correct. 
they've uh, they've dragged uh, this meat puppet across the uh, finish line, and he is now competing with Bernie Sanders. You know, you give it to Bernie. Uh, he's a, a dirtbag adherent of an ideology that murdered 100 million people that, for reasons that I can't understand, people find acceptable and sometimes even cute. Uh, but he actually, you know, he, he, he's actually an ideological politician. Joe Biden understands that his role is to keep the establishment in power so they can continue the corruption epitomized by his uh, uh, stripper-mating, coke-snorting son. So yeah, it's you know Joe, Joe didn't do this. This is uh, this is a last gasp effort to try and get the establishment back in, and I don't I don't know if it's going to work. I, I I think they're going to try and steal the uh, uh, nomination from Bernie's uh, bros again this summer, like they did last time, and uh, I think some portion of the Bernie bros. Uh, will reject it, and I think that's going to help Trump. I, I think either candidate provides uh, opportunities for Trump. Yeah, that, I think you're right. Let's go back to what you just said, though. I, I don't think there's any question they're going to steal this from Bernie again. Uh, and I think it is going to work. What they did for Biden yesterday is going to be what they continue to do, which is why I guarantee you they offered something of value to Buttigieg and Klobuchar to drop out before Super Tuesday and get behind Joe Biden. Um, uh, so I think they're absolutely going to do it, and that's why... You're a Twitter heavyweight, so I'm sure you saw the back-and-forth videos and commentary of Donna Brazil and Ronna McDaniel. Ronna McDaniel, the uh, uh, GOP, uh, uh, or RNC chair, rather, um, talked about how what, they're, what you just said, what we have talked about, how they're going to go and steal this from Bernie once it gets to a, a brokered convention, superdelegates in play, etc. And Donna Brazil went crazy and told her on live television on Fox to go to hell because and stay out of our business because... Rana is sounding the public alarm that we all know is true. They did it four years ago. They're going to do it again. And Donna Brazil is furious that people know it. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, it's kind of funny, you know. The, the, guy, the, the really important people right now are the the, the Bernie supporters. You know, those uh, earnest, heartfelt young people who really want a bright future of other people paying for the stuff that they uh, want, and. I love seeing their dreams shattered because they're stupid and pain is the only teacher that can get through to them. But the thing that gets me is how pathetic they are because they will be ripped off. They will be humiliated again. They will be broken. Uh, They will be the gimps that are brought out. And they're still going to obey their uh, Democrat establishment masters by and large and uh, uh, vote against the only person who actually represents change. Um, so I think that's uh, I think it's sad, but I think it's also funny. And it couldn't happen to a nicer group of dummies. But <laughs> I don't disagree at all. I, and and you know here's here's where we are. Um, Marsha Blackburn talked about this yesterday somewhat, and so did uh, Steve Moore, former economic advisor to the president who said, you know, it's great to see that the Democrats rejected socialism by kind of turning on Bernie there and now making Biden the new frontrunner. He said, that makes me uh, sad, or excuse me, that makes me happy as an American because the idea of a socialist being within just one general election of taking the Oval Office is terrifying. He said, however, as a Republican, I'm sad because Joe Biden is much more formidable of an opponent for Donald Trump. 
Um, which, if Very you had your druthers, Kurt, would you? Which would you rather see? A socialist who could shock the world and win the presidency, or get him the hell away from it in the primary stage? And and let's go between Trump and Biden. Well, I, I, I'm not that worried about a. I uh, uh, would be that worried about a Bernie victory because a, I don't think he's going to win, and b, uh, you know, I, I just don't think the American people are going to allow a socialist to you know, turn this into a Venezuela. I, just, I don't either. I don't either. But happen. you know what? But they said the same thing about Trump. He had no chance against Hillary Clinton, and we now have President Trump. So th- well, that, there's that's, just that's that, true, eh? any, that any, Hail Mary uh, chance is there. Any nominee of a major party could win. I just don't think his uh, socialist dreams would win, not as long as, you know, uh, 150 million Americans are armed and unwilling to give up their freedom. Um, but... Uh, well, that's only because there's only 150 million left. Remember, 150 million of them have been killed in the last 10 years. Well, yeah. That's, that's the thing about Joe Biden. He's senile. And he, he just is. And I, I'm not trying to be mean. I mean, I'll, I'll happily be mean. But uh, I, I'm being objective. The guy is broken. And everybody knows it. So he presents a completely different set of opportunities to attack then Bernie, they are both intensely bad candidates. And this whole frothy uh, media push, now they're super excited about uh, Biden. It isn't going to last. The American people are going to say, see, first of all, the American people are going to look at him and go, he, he's not well. Then they're going to say, I wonder who's actually going to be running this. And then we're going to hear about, you know, he wants to take us back to before Trump. He wants to take us back to the old legacy of failure and corruption. And he makes no bones about it. Uh, but they talk a good game about unity. You know, it was hilarious when that uh, a malignant dwarf uh, uh, Bloomberg was doing a speech. He goes, we will retain America to decency, and then I will unify America. <laughs> now, you just basically, he just basically called half of Americans indecent, and the next sentence, wanted to unify them. I don't know. When uh, some uh, uh, billionaire hobbit calls me indecent, I take it personally, and I, I, I don't particularly think I want to unify. And that's the problem for all of them. They have spread so much hate against the half of America that supports Trump that unity is impossible. So I don't think anybody's going to buy that. I think even the uh, 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 mindless wine moms of the suburbs who both, uh, you know, who both parties always seem to fight over are going to get it through their heads that electing the Democrat is simply going to double the, the, the conflict they've been seeing, plus wreck their family's finances. You know, they, they're, they're paying for their kid Caden's gender studies degree. As soon as he gets out, as soon as he graduates, now they got to pay for everybody else's. You know, they may be liberal. They may drive a Prius, but I don't think they, uh, they want to buy that. Well, time will tell on that. Kurt Schlichter is our guest. He's a senior columnist with townhall.com. Bernie did win in California, as expected, because there's, I don't know, how many because hundreds California of thousands of college of students. Well, they are, but and, and most of them 18 to 22-year-old college student voters at UCLA and UC Santa Cruz and USC and San Diego. Yeah, there's, right there's no dummy like a California college student, speaking <laughs> of someone who was a California college student. you got to understand, California is a feudal country where there are nice little blue areas like the one I live in where all the garbage doesn't happen because we wouldn't tolerate that happening to us. And everywhere else is... Oh, hey, Kurt, Kurt, sorry to interrupt. 
Breaking news literally just crossed my screen by four different news agencies. Bloomberg is dropping now. He is dropping oh. out. Yep, Bloomberg has suspended his campaign and will endorse Joe Biden again. Oh, I, exactly. So you're saying I should have gone short on Bloomberg's candidacy. <laughs> Maybe so. I, it's funny because my question to you when you finished your last commentary was going to be who drops first and when, Bloomberg oh, or Warren. Bloomberg. Or war, <laughs> yeah. Well done. <laughs> you knew the answer before, but but yeah. Obviously, it is Bloomberg now, so uh, we can react to that. But then tell me, Kurt Schlichter, uh, when Elizabeth Warren finally calls this a day? Uh, good question. I think uh, the establishment wants her in because uh, she sucks the life out of uh, 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 Bernie Sanders. She draws, you know, that narrow demographic that wants their ex-wife in the White House, and. I don't, you know, it, it, it is probably enough to uh, 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 make a difference against Joe Biden. I, I, I think the establishment wanted Buttigieg uh, out, you know, so he can go back and continue his great war service. And Amy Clobber, her staff, um, I think they want them out because they were hurting Biden. But I, I, I think they want Warren in. And I think, uh, I think Warren's been told to stick around for a while. Um, what do you think Bernie does if he stays in this thing? And, and you know, I do, first of all, let me, let me ask you this. Do you think we go to a brokered convention? Will either one of them have the majority necessary to win on the first vote? Or are we going to go to a brokered convention? It's not going to be a brokered convention. What's happening is they're going to be very close, and all the superdelegates are going to go for Biden, and all the Bernie... Uh, yeah, but they can't do that on the first ballot, go. though. That was the rule they changed. They can't, the superdelegates cannot vote in the first vote. So oh, well, look, it'll be uneven in the first vote, and then the second vote, the superdelegates will come okay. in. So it won't be the traditional uh, smoky uh, room with the guys in monocles with, uh, you know, uh, okay. choosing. The, the only reason I ask be, is I want to know yeah. what you... Uh, the only reason I ask, Kurt, last thing, because we're late here, I wanted to ask what you think um, uh, the, the number two on each ticket looks like and how much of an impact it will have, if any. I think... Biden's going to have his choice of a number of people. I think Bernie's going to have a hard time finding somebody who will say, yeah, I'm for socialism, too. I'll run along with you, unless it's Elizabeth Warren. But as people have been pointing out, they don't really like each other. I think uh, for Biden, it's got to be Klobuchar or Harris. Probably, I think Klobuchar would be smarter in some ways, uh, but uh, Harris uh, has some advantages. Um and I, I, I agree with you. I have I have no idea who'd take uh, Bernie. It might be Elizabeth Warren, but not not after this. Right. That's my point. I've been saying all week. I think Warren, when she loses big on Super Tuesday, she will drop, and then uh, Bernie will snap her up to say, "This is the you know my number two on my ticket," and you know, pretty good deal for Liz. That could happen. That pretty could good happen deal for Liz. I mean, drop. right? She because does drop. Yeah, because he's eighty or I'm sorry, he's seventy eight or whatever it is, and just had a heart attack. I don't know if he's got two terms in him. If he were to win, Liz might oh, say this I, is I, my I, easiest path. Biden well, yeah, Biden, Biden, and he even acknowledged it as much. He even said that he may not run for a second term. Uh, he may be intentionally a one-term guy. So, oh wow, so many things have changed. Bloomberg is out. Biden is now the clear Good front runner. Written. And the, and the establishment uh, in the Democrat uh, Party is happy right now. Colonel Kurt Schlichter, thank you, my good friend. I appreciate your analysis. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Always a pleasure. 22 minutes after 10 o'clock. Back after this. What a bombshell. 
What a bombshell that dropped during the middle of my interview with Kurt Schlichter. And by the way, if you missed my interview with Kurt Schlichter, you need to check back at whkradio.com right after the top of the hour, right after 11 o'clock. It'll be posted there on the podcast page, whkradio.com. Click on local podcast, click on Bob France, click on hour number two of today's show, which we are still in the middle of. Hour one is already posted, so if you're interested in catching my conversation with Rob Walgate and my opening monologue of reaction to yesterday's Super Tuesday results, please check that out as well. By the way, you can access uh, all of those podcasts of previous shows also on the app that I told you about before. Just search for 1420 The Answer in your uh, App Store or Google Play Store. Anyway, in the middle of my conversation with Kurt Schlichter, bombshell broke. Uh, Michael Bloomberg, former mayor of New York City, who spent hundreds of millions of dollars, and according to some stories, adding in digital buys, has pushed it up toward a billion dollars, has dropped his campaign. Self-funding his 2020 presidential run, he announced this morning he has suspended his campaign and will endorse Joe Biden. Bloomberg opted to skip campaigning in early states, staking his candidacy on Super Tuesday to launch him to frontrunner status. And that, of course, failed because uh, Joe Biden won the day yesterday. Bernie Sanders won a few states as well to cement him his place as a contender. Clearly, Biden is now the front runner. Bernie is his sole competition, and Bloomberg saw the writing on the wall. Bloomberg may be worth $60 billion and can afford to spend a $1 billion on a failed campaign, but he can't afford to spend two. You don't get to be worth $60 billion by wasting money. And uh, he wasted enough of it in this first run at it. He's not going to continue to waste those dollars. So that's where we sit now. Bloomberg uh, says that, uh, quote, I've always believed that defeating Donald Trump starts with uniting behind the candidate with the best shot to do it. After yesterday's vote, it is clear that candidate is my friend and a great American, Joe Biden. Bloomberg said in a statement. He continued, I've known Joe for a very long time. I know his decency, his honesty, and his commitment to the issues that are so important to our country, including gun safety, health care, climate change, and good jobs. So Bloomberg, who spent close to a billion dollars, according to some reports, at least $600 billion minimum, according to uh, corroborated reports, $600 million, but probably close to a billion, uh, is out. And so now we are down to three. There is Biden, there is Bernie, and there is Pocahontas. And Pocahontas is only staying in, I think, until Bernie promises her the vice president slot. Once he does that, she will drop. In the meantime, she's going to continue to be a thorn in his side and help Joe Biden. All right, it's 1030. i got a lot more news to talk about as, as it re, uh, pertains to these primaries, but I am going to open up the phone lines to free-for-all last half hour. We are guest-free for the rest of the way, so whatever you want to say, whatever you want to talk about, hit me up, 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. Back after the news.
Nobody needs to tell me why no one has made a parody of this song called Every Bernie Wants to Rule the World. That's somebody that this is unacceptable. That needs to happen probably immediately. Bernie wants to rule the world. Obviously, the leader of the free world is the leader of the uh, the United States. The president has kind of always carried that unofficial title because the United States is essentially the de facto leader of the free world. Every Bernie wants to rule the world, I think, would be pretty doggone appropriate. I'm counting on some musician to get on that post-haste. 1035, thanks for being with us on uh, AM 1420, The Answer. This is kind of an interesting thing. I'll go to phone calls here in a second. Uh, we're going to do free uh, for all phone calls here. For the last uh, 20 minutes or so of this program, 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. Either one of those numbers gets you here. You can tweet to me. You can Facebook comment to me. I got a lot of good stuff, by the way, up on Facebook today. Take a look at it yourself. Uh, France Radio is where you find me. France Radio on Twitter and Facebook. A-F-R-A-N-T-Z. Uh, radio. Altogether, one word, no spaces and no underscores. So... I want to just kind of do this. Uh, I, I was I posted something on <clears throat> on my uh, Facebook page. Now this is my private one. It's up on my public one too. It's up on France Radio, but on my private one, which you have to be one of my friends, and you know they limit you to five thousand friends, so everybody can't be. I just posted a funny meme of Joe Biden. It's a picture of Biden for president. Joe Biden with a confused look on his place, uh, look on his face rather, and it says, "I'm Joe Biden," and I forgot this message. And I think it's pretty funny. It's pretty good. It's pretty accurate. But that prompted other people to posting Biden memes, one of which was Corn Pop was a bad dude. You remember the Corn Pop story, right? Well, front-running Joe Biden now after his Super Tuesday victories yesterday uh, continues, of course, to be a walking gaff machine and, quite frankly, a walking laugh machine. He's funny. His, it, it's sad, but it's funny. And so I, I wanted to follow up with the Corn Pop was a bad dude meme, dude meme by posting, again, uh, the uh, little cartoon that was created of Joe Biden. Now, the the audio you're about to hear, which you've heard in the past, is real. He said this in front of a group of reporters and people at a uh, at a campaign event. Um, but the uh, the somebody put it to a cartoon, which is just hilarious. And uh, so I went to YouTube to grab this. You remember? And by this. the way, you know, I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Um, that, that, that's just classic Joe. It's, it's so unbelievably out there. It's so unbelievably offensive. And, and just, again, makes you wonder, what he, is he in his right mind? So the reason I'm replaying that is, first of all, to laugh at it. This is the front runner for the Democrat uh, uh, nomination for President of the United States. That needs to be pointed out. And then secondly, um, the reason I'm bringing it up is I went when I went to YouTube to pull that up so that I could post it as a comment on the Joe Biden meme uh, thread that I had started. And YouTube is censoring the video, or at least it's hiding the video the cartoon video behind a warning screen. And the warning screen said, now I'm already past it, because it, but it basically said this video may contain material that is offensive to some viewers. Click here if you wish to continue. And I'm thinking to myself, 
Is YouTube admitting that what Joe Biden said is horribly offensive? Or is YouTube saying that the cartoon drawing of Joe Biden sitting in a pool with little black children going underwater to rub his hairy legs, that that's offensive? I don't know. But part of me is wondering, does YouTube recognize the offensive nature of what Joe Biden said uh, in that um, weird little story he told a bunch of uh, gathered uh, reporters and, and sup- reporters and supporters at that event? It's really, really weird that YouTube would say this is offensive because what's tr- most of it is just disgusting. The idea of him being excited by little kids rubbing his leg hair and then watching it pop back up and then talking about how excited he is to have little kids bouncing on his lap. Um, that's just weirdness. The part that's offensive is when he's referring to these little black kids, he then drops in a line that says, so I learned about roaches. Roaches? What, what are you talking about? Confused, crazy, sleepy, baffled, bumbling, mumbling, Uncle Joe? What are you talking about? You were just telling a weird story about kids rubbing your leg hair. And then you said, so I learned about roaches? Are are you referring to little black children as roaches? There is no objective explanation for what in the world he was saying. But all I know is that YouTube found it offensive enough to put a warning screen up that said, be careful if you push this, you might get offended. I don't really know. And by the way, you know, I got a lot of hairy legs. That turn that 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 turn uh, um, blonde in the sun, and the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight, and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap, and I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Uh, you know. <clears throat> Not a lot of people like to play whataboutism, but I kind of can't not in this case, seriously. But what if Donald Trump said that? What if Donald Trump was the guy who told a story about little children rubbing his wet leg hair in the pool and watching it pop back up and then said, so I learned about roaches. And I learned about little kids jumping on my lap. And I like little kids jumping on my lap. Holy goodness. That is what Joe Biden brings to the, uh, to the table. The question is, is how will it be covered? How will his dementia, how will his mental lapses, how will his mental collapses, to be real, how will the press handle these things? I just don't really 1,900 of them right here in the state of North South Carolina. The state of North South Carolina. Not exactly sure where that is in relation to North Carolina or South Carolina. Maybe he carved out half of the, the, the southern half of North Carolina and the northern half of South Carolina, created a third state and called it North South Carolina. I really don't know. Well, I'm looking forward to appointing the first African-American woman to the United States Senate. Except for the fact that there has already been African-American women in the United States Senate. That doesn't work. Guess what? If you elect me, you're not going to have your taxes are going to be raised, not cut, if, you're, if you benefit from that. <laughs> A rare moment of honesty. Uh, if you vote for me, your taxes are going to be raised and not cut, if you can benefit from that. 
No, nobody is benefiting from having their taxes raised, you lunatic. You really, really need to stop that. Number two, they haven't even prepared a test kit to determine whether or not anybody has the virus. Um, they have been determining who has the virus now since the entire thing broke out in the Wuhan China, uh, province of China. Yes, we have test kits. They have test kits. How do you think doctors are diagnosing coronavirus? What is he talking about? Look, tomorrow's Superstar Tuesday, and I want to thank you all. Yeah, I want to thank you, too. I want to thank you for uh, opening your mouth and inserting your foot literally every third sentence that you speak. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the... Go, you know the, you know the thing. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We know the thing. TJ in Cleveland, AM 1420, the answer. Hi, TJ, go ahead. Hi, Bob. You know, what's with this DMC? They, they seem to have a leg fetish here. You know, when Obama was running, people like Chris Matthews said every time he spoke, he'd get thrills up his legs. Yeah. Now they got a candidate, they want to rub his legs. I mean, this is like, these are some sick puppies over there at the DNC. But, you know, this uh, primary, I don't know how to take this, Bob. You know, the real elephant in the room is how many Republicans crossed the line? We just don't know. You know, a lot of Republicans uh, agree with the rest of us that Trump may not necessarily be a sure win. What if the other side wins? Who's the least damage to this country? And a lot of Republicans could be saying, well, maybe Biden will cross the line and vote for him to get rid of Bernie. But as far as Bernie goes... I doubt that very, very seriously. I, I don't know. I, I, you know, that's I, I, think, I, think, know. I think if people crossed over in states where you don't have to register and you can vote on either side for the primary, I would guarantee you, in fact, that the vast majority of Trump supporters would cross over to select Bernie because Bernie is an easy win. And I know there's no such thing as a certain win, but again, when you have Democrats so terrified of running the guy because they know that not only does he lose, but they also lose... All of the congressional races in those states where Trump supporters will come out en masse to stop a socialist, uh, the, that the, the numbers are going to be staggering how badly Bernie and the um, uh, Democratic uh, congressional candidates would lose by. I think if any Republican was going to cross over, it would be to vote Bernie, not for Biden. Yeah, you know, Bob, that may be true, but then let's, let's look at Ohio. Sometimes the Republican voters uh, puzzle me in this state. They went out and they voted for everything Republican all the way down the ticket, yeah. and then they voted for the Ohio Bernie Sanders, Sherrod Brown. I still can't figure that one out. And, you know, speaking of Sherrod Brown, it wouldn't surprise me if he'd be Bernie's pick for vice president. I mean, he's as big of a socialist as Bernie. They could figure grabbing Ohio, grabbing some Midwestern states. Uh, and Sherrod Brown, as far as his future political career, he's done. After his you know, six-year Senate term, he's not going anywhere. He knows it. So I mean, well, he's well, well, he's not, he's not, he's not term limited. He can, he can continue in the Senate for forever. He can be a thirty-six year guy like Joe Biden if he wants to be. Uh, so as far as his political career, it's not like he has to get out. Uh, that is an interesting thing you say though about him because I'm struggling. Uh, I talked to Schlichter about this. I talked to Walgate about this, and the list is very, 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 very short of people that you can think of that might want to be Bernie's VP candidate, and and it's even shorter people of guys Bernie would pick to be his VP candidate because he's going to insist on somebody who supports and backs and articulates his socialist views um, for this country, and there just aren't that many people who are willing to do that. 
maybe you're right. Maybe Brown would be a guy that 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 could do that because he is just this side of socialist, at least policy wise and public statement wise. I'm looking for names and I haven't thought of many, so maybe that's one of them. Well, you know, you know, his base would love him. I'll tell you though, I I really think like if they think they would grab Ohio with them, I don't know. You know, if we had a reelection today, I don't think. Uh, Sherry Brown would have got elected. I really don't. I like I said, I don't understand my fellow Republicans how they put this guy back in the office. I, I still, like I says, Bob, you go all well, the way. Well, Republicans down the aren't putting Republicans aren't putting him in office. Well, this was a statewide election. Yeah, so that I know. means people but went just to the more... poll and they voted R all the way down the ticket. Governor, you know everything, uh, state offices, and yet they get to Sherrod Brown and they vote D. No, I don't. No, I don't think that's. I don't think. No, I don't think that the people who voted R all the way down voted D for for senator. I I I don't think that at all. I just think there are more Democrats who came out for Sherrod Brown and did not vote in the uh, um uh, in the state races. That it just wasn't as important to them. I mean, look at it. Um, The state of Ohio. The state of Ohio has just as many Democrats as it does Republicans. Look at how did how did Barack Obama carry this state twice, and then Donald Trump, of course, carried it. Uh, uh, you know, four three and a half years ago. So, so it's all. That's why this is the ultimate battleground state. You know, we always talk but, but about Bob, Florida and Ohio, uh, and some others, but but Florida and Ohio primarily. There's just always a a coin flip as to whether they're going to go blue or red. And um, uh, obviously, a lot of blue uh, blue people turn out for the big elections and for yes, that would include Senate when uh, when Sherrod Brown is up. But Bob, wouldn't a Democrat that voted for Sherrod Brown also vote for a Democratic governor? I mean, that's maybe, what I'm maybe, saying. The maybe, one handily. The one may, one handily. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, but but again, they're not as excited about that. There are a lot of one one uh, issue voters, and there are a lot of one candidate yeah. voters. People who just come out and vote for the big ones, and they won't even vote for the other ones because they're not always on the same uh, you know, at the same time. You know, Sherrod Brown. <clears throat> excuse me. Sherrod Brown being up for re-election doesn't always coincide with the vote for governor. There's very, you know, they may be in different years, in off years. So in the years that they come out for, uh, you know, to vote for the governor and for most, and remember the state did go blue for, for, uh, uh, for, um, oh, for crying out loud, what's his name, who preceded, uh, uh, Kasich, uh, the last lunatic uh, governor. What, Celeste was it, or? No, 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 no. It was just eight years ago, for crying out loud. Um, oh, for crying out loud, I'm having a brain cramp. Yeah, I can't. I'm having a Biden! And by the way, that's a new verb. I'm having yeah, my, a Biden. Yeah, my, yes. As long as your hair is not standing up by your legs. <laughs> <laughs> DJ, thanks for the call, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, for crying out loud, who was the, the Democratic uh, governor for, uh, that uh, uh, bankrupt and, and cost the state so many jobs before Kasich won and made Kasich look good by comparison? And by the way, Kasich was terrible uh, in a number of ways. I don't know why I'm having a Joe Biden cramp here. Tanya is in Akron on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Tanya. Go ahead. Hey, Bob, I was just wondering, is we need to look at uh, um, Biden's mental capacity. I'm just thinking, how can anyone sane think this man could sit across from the power leaders of the world and have a coherent conversation when he can't have a coherent conversation with himself? I'm just going, this is crazy. And uh, with uh, his wife last night defending him from the crazy dairy people, I think that she's almost as going to see there's something that she knows about him that we don't know. It's like when Hillary hid all of uh, Bill's escapades, but she wants him to be president so much that she did everything. Mm-hmm. There's the same thing with uh, 
uh, Roosevelt and his wife, and she hid everything. There's something going on with Bernie that the that they do not want us. I mean, uh, Biden that they do not want us to know about because he's not. He would not, whoever he picks second will be president, and that's scary. So Republicans yeah. need to wake up and realize that they're putting a cabinet together. There's a war room cabinet right now with Biden at the head, knowing that he will not be there. And we're talking really frivolous, like, okay, Trump can win. Trump, he needs to get serious, put out his plans for the next four years, and we need to talk about what socialism will do and how it creeps in, because we are ready. This is serious. This is not. This is nothing we need to be playing with. I hear my friends saying, well, it's only an election. No, it's about the future of your children. I won't be here, but your children will have to live in the, the Venezuela of the United States. Tanya, I can't disagree with a single word you just said. And you did scare me at the beginning of your call when you said, can you imagine Joe Biden, who cannot string coherent thoughts together, sitting down and talking with the leaders of uh, of allies and of enemies? How about how would he deal uh, with the mullahs in Iran? How would he deal with the Ayatollah Khamenei? First of all, he would get right back into the Iran nuclear deal and send them more money. We saw that. But how would, I mean, they would think, the, the United States is ripe for, for taking down because their leader is a either just a moron or somebody whose fastball is gone and they do not have their mental faculties anymore. Um, that is a frightening thought, and uh, you're right. It could very well quickly be handed to the number two if he is incapacitated and unable to serve. Tanya, great call. Thank you. I appreciate that. 1052, coming right back on AM 1420, The Answer. Dr. Sebastian Gorka believes it's time to get tough. I had an epiphany with regards to all of this. It's time to take our gloves off. This isn't about truth. This isn't about responsibility for those who are culpable for any kind of criminal activity. It's about power. No more playing by the rules. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before Jay Sekulow at 6 on AM 1420. The Answer, and on Radio.com. So a couple of quick things here. Number one, um, I pulled two Bidens uh, today. I could not remember the name of Ted Strickland, first of all, for some reason. I guess he was that forgettable. I, I should have remembered it because I was so disgusted and disappointed that this state chose Ted Strickland over Ken Blackwell. I was a huge Ken Blackwell supporter. I really liked him. Uh, and uh, I was very disappointed when uh, when he lost that election. So Ted Strickland was the first Biden that I pulled, and then the other one was, um, I mentioned earlier, and I didn't get to the story, so it doesn't really matter, but I mentioned that Dan Crenshaw uh, had a great uh, commentary on morality in this election. That was a Biden that I pulled, too, because I have two stories that I didn't get to today. One of them was from Crenshaw, and that wasn't about morality. It was about climate change. The other one, about morality and whether or not a good, true conservative who doesn't like Trump can cross over and vote with confidence as a conservative in Joe Biden. And the answer is no. That is a morality question. And that was by Tim Carney. So I had two different mistakes there. And I'm calling them Bidens now because, well, it just makes sense. And as I did that, just kind of off the cuff last segment, it reminded me, I think, of where I got the idea, which was, which, uh, was from Cheers. You may recall this. Here's your beer, Cliff. Coach. Cliff. 
Say, uh, you're not by any chance Cliff Clavin. Sure am. Uh, you heard of me? Your name is kind of a symbol around our branch office. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, well, like, just the other day, I, I messed up, you know, and my supervisor told me to get my head out of my Clavin. That I knew... I knew I had heard it before, something uh, something in that vein, anyway, and uh, that was it. Uh, I pulled a Clavin, get your head out of your Clavin. I just think it's got to be the new verb. They turned Google into a verb. You don't search for things now on Google. You just Google things. Now you don't just make mental and verbal gaffes. You Biden. It's it's just that's that's what you do. You Biden. Uh, Diane in Bay Village. I only have time for one more call, I think, and she's going to be it. Hey, Diane, go ahead. Hi, Bob. Um, uh, your opinion, this is what I believe about yesterday. The DNC has finally raised its ugly head and has decided that they want to put Biden in. So at all costs, that's what they've done because they realize Biden will just be propped up in the big chair. And if we don't take the Congress and Senate, then Pelosi, Schumer, Nadler, Schiff, the squad will be running the country for Joe and he'll just be sitting there nodding. You know, I think that's I think that's very true, and Biden will give them the best chance of keeping control of the House and uh, trying to make some inroads into winning the Senate. You're right about that. Bernie, I think a Bernie candidacy in which he would get flushed nationwide uh, would also lead to the flushing of the Democrat uh, control of the House. I got a Jet. Thank you, Diane, for the call. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to my guests, Rob Walgate, as well as Kurt Schlichter. Thanks to Andrew and Marcy running the show, and thanks to you for listening. Stay there. Mike Gallagher next. Silence.